Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's food editor, Stephanie March, and local foodie, Stephanie Hansen, no food. It's all about food, fun, food, frivolity, and food. Talking about everything happening at the Minnesota State Fair, it's podcast on a stick. Here's the Stephanie's. Hi, I'm Stephanie Hansen, eater from stephaniesdish.com. And I'm Stephanie March, senior food editor from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. We are live out at the Minnesota State Fair for this episode of Podcast on a Stick. And you know what? This is day four. It is day four, and we have been out here experiencing all the fair has to offer. Uh, We started our day at Lulu's Public House in the West End Market, where we had a Bellini. Yes. With peach. Did we? We did. Okay. It was delicious. Um, it's a great day out. Sundays are a great day out at the fair. I think so. It's a little, um, it's still like the big weekend, but it's a little quieter. Well, you got to think that with the big numbers that happened on Thursday and then the rain that kind of squelched things on Friday, that people were ready to come out and really pay, you know, their, their homage to their favorite Minnesota get together. Yes. And you have been just doing the work of like 12 people, the eating of 12 people, the right. drinking of 12 people. Do I people. look thick? How's my sodium level? Should we mark it? Let's You're not. a little puffier than little normal, puffier. but you still look great. You should see my ankles, you guys. Um, give us some of your, we've been talking about uh, food in each of the highlights, but I'm sure there's some that we've missed. Give me a couple of other favorites that you're looking forward to on the new foods list. Yeah. You know what? Let's talk a little bit quickly about, you know, the West End. I love this area. You know, that's kind of a great, it's a great spot to see a lot of people do a lot of shopping. Yes. And I love the fact that Blue Barn's Schmorgus this year, this lovely little, almost like a hot dog, but it's really meatball situation. It's a handheld kind of sandwich that you can just take and walk around as you're shopping, you know, and just kind of look around and, and peruse things and eat a sandwich. It's a meatball sandwich, and I like it. And I love that I love their, their attitude every year with those, well, and, you know, those little tater tot situation. The bacon tots. They have been selling the bacon tots like crazy. I think on Friday when it was a little chilly and kind of a little rainy, those bacon tots went big. Yes, they sure did. And it's a big portion, so it's great for sharing. Now, let's talk a little bit about Nordic waffles because that was a little yeah. bit, that was something that's new to the West End. They have a great little shack yes, built with, with the a goat grassy, on top. yeah, cute little goat on top of the grassy roof. Now, the first day they struggled a little bit. There were some big lines and I think a lot, some people were you know, I think a lot of the food critics were kind of like, eh, we don't get it. But I think that had more to do with the lines and the like getting the efficiencies of a operation first timers going and the temperature on the wrap would help impact the crispiness of the wrap yeah. i don't know i i'm still so i'm going to give them i was giving them a couple days and now i'm thinking i might go out there today and give them another shot and see how that goes i had those uh i had Stone Arch Festival, and I thought they were really good, so I think that's a good call. Let but, me tell you, like, the, yeah, I, I... I was just going to say, turkey chipotle bacon is where it's at for you. Yes, I love, like, that's... But I... Yes. But I actually like their sweet ones better. Like You I'm a, do? Because you never like sweet. I know. I do like sweet things. I just don't like overly sweet things. Right? How did you feel about the cobbler over at the Farmers Union building with the Kernza? I, I like that it was not overly sweet. It was tart. It was blueberry tart. They didn't sugar the heck out of it. It felt really good. And I liked the cookie. It was more of like a cookie and puree situation. Right, right. I kind of wish that there had been more actual fruit feeling to it. Yeah. But I get it. You can, it's you know it's hard to get that stuff going. And we didn't talk volume. about the bacon BLT that's up there that is also at the Farmer's Union Yeah, booth. that's the bonus food, which is one of those foods that was added later. Um, 
I, I like the bacon BLT. I, it was like the bacon was more of a garnish. <laughs> oh, okay. And All that's right. the only thing that I wished was more. If you're going to see. So you need to go buy the big ass bacon, might, get your chunk, and so then head up? I think you know what. Here's the deal. Next week, I think I'm doing a segment on something about the food mashups. And I think maybe we should talk about that because I have all these feelings and theories. Like the messy Giuseppe, which is the new, uh, it's kind of a sloppy joe, but it's made with like sausage. Listen, I got it for the first time and I was, and it's on a big hunk of white bread. And I noticed there was a dollar upcharge for more stuff, more sauce. And I was like, I would do that more sauce, but can I also swap out this white bread for the garlic toast? And she's like, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, sold. Oh, that sounds great. That is a winner. And in fact, they said that they didn't mind the modification. So if you feel like that's a, that's a good play. And Mancini's garlic toast is incredible. Make that move. Oh, wow. All right. So, uh, were there any foods that you just, I'm sorry, but you just hated? Oh, well, I think there's some that I didn't even comment on because I was really? so like, well, here's the deal. I, I think there was a lot of weird shrimp dishes this year. The, Why are people the, doing zero, shrimp? Zero of the shrimp dishes worked for me. Zero. There were three in the official new foods list, which was odd for me, too, because they were all actually there was two official and one bonus food. And I felt like I thought we were staying away from all this like common foodality. But I it, think they want to give some healthy options and fish seems healthy. Ugh, it was a <laughs> fail, fail, fail on all counts. This at the shrimp shack, they call it shrimp ceviche. It is not shrimp ceviche; those are cooked shrimp. Ceviche is a delicately raw, tossed, citric seared, like seared and citric acid from right. citrus fruits. And this was definitely cooked to within an inch of its rubbery little life. Oh, shrimp! Sad. It was basically a shrimp salsa. I hear like a little shrimp going, "Help me!" Oh, you help couldn't. They me. were barely even shrimp. I think they were krill. Um, the other one was the. That is such a. I'm sorry. I just have to take a minute. That is such a foodie <laughs> reference. Nobody knows what krill is. Do you know what krill is? I do. Yes. But this is the krill expert is over what here. Whales eat you guys. Comparing the shrimp to krill. That's a little that's inside a baseball little, that's for the a rest bit more of us regular finding folks. Finding Nemo, actually, than anything else. Krill! But funny. Run away! All right. All right. So, my other shrimp thing was in the hideaway. It was at the speakeasy, the hideaway. And it was like, here's, this was my, this is my moment. All right. $14 for an avocado cut in half and then topped with a shrimp and black bean sort of salsa thing. And all you could taste was the onions. Huh. Why can't I have an actual shrimp that has flavor? If you're going to put shrimp in, shouldn't... I mean, I know shrimp is a canvas, but I'm just saying there has to be something Maybe more a little citrus would have saved it. So that was interesting. I, and for me, not worth $14. For other people, it, the avocado alone might have been worth $14. Yeah. That's okay. Okay. I saw the saddest food picture of the fair I've seen, oh. and it was the pot roast. Did anybody else eat that, or was that just me? Was I the only fool who ate that? It looked really because unattractive. And I have liked pot roast sandwiches here. So this they build this, and this is at Coasters, I believe. And this they build this as a pot roast. They called it, at first, the hot beef sundae. And then they called it the pot roast sundae. And the idea, of course, is to take your mashed potatoes and treat it like it's a scoop of ice cream and then put your beef over like it's a chocolate sauce person with gravy right. and then they topped it with a cherry tomato but i am telling you none of the attention to the concept was paid and it was basically 
a flunk of mashed potatoes, a flunk, a, a flunk of shredded beef with some weird gravy, and then some sad random tomatoes sitting on the side. And I just thought, is it snowing outside? <laughs> it really looked because too that's like the, the meat was I just eat this. shredded within an inch of its life. Oh God, so hard, so hard. All right, so I want to make sure that we. Ooh, we have not talked yet about General So's chicken taco, and I know you were looking forward to that during the preview. Yeah, well, I mean, and I lo- like I said last episode, or you know, I think on Friday I said I loved their loaded fries, but that General So. Okay, here's here's the thing. That fried little hunk of fried chicken was a beautifully done piece of, of bird meat, crisp in all the right ways, spicy with all the right notes, super addictive. Again, a beer drinker's snack is what that was. And I'm going to tell you something. We went from wine country. Minnesota wine country has like this chicken piccata bite yep. situation, which... Go for the wine, not the go piccata. Go for the wine, not the <laughs> piccata. Um, and I think we had just eaten that chicken and we were kind of like... Maybe this is chicken at the fair. Like, maybe this is all we get. Like, maybe, if you think about it, how often, I mean, there's not a ton of, like, little fried chicken things around. There's turkey to go. You don't need chicken when there's turkey to go. Fried chicken. Yeah. I'm saying that that's a technique that I get is hard to maneuver. Hard to execute. Yeah. But for some reason, the kids at the Taco Kitties, they have totally done it right. The chicken tenders at Lulu's, too, are pretty great. Oh, they have them here? Yeah. I forgot about that. They're pretty great. And they're crispy and delicious, and they've got a great sauce. I don't remember that. Um, yeah, they've got chicken tenders. Um, there's a lot of music happening. Are we ready to move on yeah, from move food on from to music? I feel second. like we should talk a little bit about what's happening at West End tonight. Okay, what is it? It's Maida. Oh. And Maida is kind of a hard act to characterize because she's sort of pop. She's sort of funk. She is really all of the things that make, I think, the Minnesota music scene so cool. Yes. It's a free show, so check that out. That's going to be at the Shells Band Shell. It's at 8 p.m. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, are you feeling the warm-up acts in bad? Uh, I don't know about that. Serpentine Fire was like a total high school jam for me, and they're going to be out at the grandstand tonight with Sinbad warming up. There are tickets Sinbad still available. Yes, Sinbad the Comic. Are we clear on this? The yes. guy who was in Jingle All the Way that I have to turn off every time? Solid. Is that 1980s or 1990s? 80s. Uh, late, late 80s, 80s early, early 90s, 90s is what I feel like, right? Sinbad is here. He's in the house. All right. I'm going to say this. I am an Earth, Wind, and Fire fan, and I am going to think about getting last-minute tickets for, like, the upper rafters. Or here's another idea. You go to the hill oh, I know. by the side of the grandstand, load up on some food and bevies from the West End Market, yeah. and I know a lot you of people can still hear it. I know. Some of the vendors over here tell me stories of just like after hours, like getting cut and oh, yeah, hitting over. Hanging yeah. over. I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, I, I'm, I like that. But I love the idea of Earth, Wind, and Fire in the big horn yeah. section. Yeah, I think I'm in. Uh, okay, another great one is at the Bazaar after dark, and this is the Summit Beer Stage over there. Ipso facto I'm with Wayne McFarland and his that. brothers. Yeah, I'm way more excited than that about that. Total reggae jam. That is the total '80s Twin Cities, like you know, reggae jam. I saw them. So when I was in college at Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin, they were playing a festival at Racine at another college. We road trip down there. Nice, and we it was like. And for some reason, the kids at Racine, you know, no, no bias against or anything, they weren't dancing. The entire mosh pit was all of us, and that was it. And it was, and they were all like, where are you guys from? And we were all Twin Cities kids, so we knew it. And I was just like, I just feel like I have a little, like, kinship with them. 
a lot of nostalgias and stories at the State Fair. We'll bring you a State Fair story. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and I am here with Podcast on a Stick. And I ran into a couple that may have be celebrating an anniversary coming up. Cubby Jacobson and her husband, Greg Jacobson. And Cubby, where did you get engaged? At the State Fair on the Ferris wheel. On the Ferris wheel. How many years have you guys been married? 16. Coming up on 16. So, Greg, what was it about 16 years ago that you decided the fair was the spot? It's always been our favorite get-together, place for food and drinks, a little good people watching. Did you plan it out? Like, was it hard to get it all strategically aligned? We were the last couple to ever get engaged with a flyover plane. It was outlawed after we did that. So you had a plane fly over with a banner? Yes, I did. And what did it say? This time it was for real. Cubby, will you marry me? Aww. And where were you when you saw the banner, Cubby? We were at the top of the Ferris wheel. And actually, he had arranged for Care 11 Boyd Hooper did an entire special along the same way because I just realized, I didn't know it was the last time that they had ever allowed a flyover, but Boyd Hooper was looking for a story to follow for the fair, and then he had contacted the airline who said, or the airplane company, who said, yes, we have this engagement going on. So we had an entire crew from Care 11 following us. We were on the Ferris wheel in the midway at the top when the plane flew over. All right, so that's a good state fair story. Greg, how many years have you been coming to the fair? Did you come when you were a little kid? Yes, my whole life. And what is your favorite fair food? Because I'm going to ask Cubby, too. Everybody needs to I have bought one. a full-long hot dog. You They're did from, buy a foot-long hot dog. They're from my hometown. From Fergus Falls. Fergus Tell Falls, me Minnesota. Tell me a story about the hot dog guys. Uh, it was my best friends growing up. Their family owns it. And they uh, once upon a time, they had 13 booths. Now they're down to six. That's a lot of hot dogs still. A lot of hot dogs still. All right, Cubby, what's your favorite fair food? My favorite food is probably turkey to go, the turkey sandwich. But if I was going to say a fair favorite of our families, it's definitely the Cine Smith's Cinnabon little mini rolls that we have every morning. All right, so there you have it. The last couple to get engaged with the flyover plane. You're listening to Podcast on a Stick. I'm Stephanie Hansen from Stephanie's Dish. Hey, you know what else today is, by the way? What? Today, the theme day for the day, for this Sunday, August 26th, happens to be Minnesota Cooks Day. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. So at Dan Patch Park, you guys, which is in the center of the fair, in front of the grandstand, you know, all the beautiful spots, they are doing uh, Minnesota Cooks. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stage performance basically all day long. They're going to be talking about local food, local farmers, local chefs will be doing demonstrations, really, really digging in on what it means to be a local food producer in the, Twin City, oh, in the whole Minnesota state. And they pair the chefs with farm products and then they have tons of samples. Yes. Here's, so, so it's good free last, sampling. Have you ever been on stage? Yes. Doing it? Yeah, I yeah. do too. I did, we didn't get asked this year. Uh, maybe, huh? Huh? huh. Maybe, maybe next maybe year. Maybe next year. Um, but what I loved about it was sitting there, you know, and so a certain chef will pick a certain farm and then they, the two chefs sort of take ingredients from those farms and create dishes and sort of have a little battle. And then the taste of the paneling, what I like about the panel is that it's usually made up of local, you know, food writers, but also politicians and media people and farmers themselves and food people. I just, 
I think it's a really instructional and really deep looking look at the way the local food industry works. Yeah. Steph, can we just talk fair fashions for just a second? Oh, let's do that. We have been out here, so this is our fourth day, and yep. I've really been taking note of like what are some of the fair fashions. Yeah. You started it off for me with your awesome t-shirt day one. Uh, you've got a t-shirt that says corn dogs, butterhead, stunt beer, giant slide, gizmos, and corn roast. Yeah. My other favorite shirt that I saw was a guy, and he was like a really big guy, like six foot five, a little on the hefty side, kind of husky. And his shirt said, I flexed and my sleeves ripped off because it was sleeveless. <laughs> and it was just super oh funny. Um, have you seen any funny okay. fair t-shirts? But here's the thing. First of all, I do love the fact of... How people wear common shirts to keep track of each other, right? They're all like grouping them together. Yes. Yes. So, but here's family shirts. It's become, and that's been a thing for a while. You know, like when Boston Scientific, the company is out here, they all wear the same shirts so yep. that everyone knows you can be like, hey, we're part of the same thing. Target Love had some that, shirts right? out here. But let me tell you this one family, as they're walking by, obviously you do it so you can see each other in a crowd, yeah. you can identify them. So, this one family walked by me the other day, and I just looked at them and I was like, you guys aren't getting this. They were all wearing the same outfit, and it was camo shirt and camo pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was literally like, y'all are not going to be able to find yourselves. Like, you're all going to blend in. And they looked at me like, I was, I mean, I like That's really people, funny. So. I love it. But then there was a, a triplets. There were some triplets who were, these women were probably 70 years old. Okay. And they all had pink pants and sparkle tops. And I was like, that is me, people. Uh, I love a good sparkle years. top. Um, have you noticed the trend of shower shoes and socks? What do you mean by so shower shoes? So these are like the plastic Adidas slides, like um, oh, you shoes you'd wear at the gym so that you don't have to touch the gross shower floor. Okay. They're flip-flops, but they're all plastic. So they're sport flops. I think That's, those are like the sport flops. I'm calling them shower shoes. Okay. These are shoes you wear in the shower. Okay. I can't tell you the amount of people out here, young and old, with shower shoes and socks. Yeah. And please, I just have really got an aversion to wearing yoga pants when you're not at the gym. And there are so many yoga pants out here. You are so on the small, small minority at this point, I was talking to a woman yesterday and I said, I hate yoga pants. And she goes, well, I'm wearing them. And she lifted up her shirt. She's like... This is the waistband that expands. That's why we're all this, wearing this yoga pants. This is all yoga pants, man. You got to like get in on the game with that. Seriously. A lot of high-waisted shorts, too, from the young girls. Can young I say ladies. what I want to say about that? Um, let's, let's all just realize that, you know, there should be a ban on camel toe. I am all noticing. I is that that is a problem with young women that I would love to teach them about. I'm noticing half moons well, let's from the back. The and colonial then I no- fold is yes. what that's called. But here's, I have honestly seen two times older men taking pictures. Oh, gross. So just when your daughter's going to leave the house, remind her that some creepy guy is going to take a picture. I I was too embarrassed because I was like, what is he doing? And then I realized he was taking taking a picture picture of the girl's butt in front of him. I'm super going to shame anyone who does that. I'm going to be like, dude, me too moment. Not very me too. I'm going to say, is that going online? Yeah, right? Oh, nice. I think that's like, yeah. I think we can punch people who do that. That's all I'm saying. Because I will tell you this. There's something. Okay, this was my line moment. That I was Because I like tend to talk to people as I'm waiting. Yeah, I do food. too. Also because when people are walking by and they shove you forward, I'm always the one who like bumps into the person in front of me. So I always try to say excuse me, but I also say the most important word in the Midwestern language, 
Ope. Ope. You Let's taught me the it. magic of Ope. We got to talk about Ope because I have been spreading the word. I mean, I've been actually creating awareness for it. People don't know they do it. So the word Ope is a Midwestern thing. It's not just Minnesota. It's all Midwest. And what they spelled do. Spelled O-P-E. It's kind Ope. of not even need to be spelled. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's really a sound because it's a cross between oops and O. And what happens is when you're trying to get by someone, you say, Ope. Ope. Let me just scoot by there. Oh, can I just scoot right Ope. by? Okay, I am so much more guilty of this than I could even imagine. And I realized when I was saying it more than I knew. So this woman in line at the French Meadow yesterday, I kept bumping into her because people would be going, oh, I just got to get by. And I'm like, oh, yep. Oh, oh, yep. And I kept doing it. And she kind of started laughing. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm so sorry I keep bumping into you. She's like, that's fine. I go, it's the opening. And she's like, what? I'm like, you don't hear the opes? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I said, and I explained the whole thing to yep. her. And she looked and she's, I go, you must, I go, you're from Minnesota? And she's like, yeah. I go, you say ope. She goes, no, I don't. And she literally kind of got a weird thing with me. And I was like, that's cool. I'm not going to like force ope on you. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, I don't think I do. Okay. Ten minutes later, she turns back to me after total silence. She goes, I totally say it. She's like, I have been sitting here thinking about this and I say it all the time. We all like, do. We all do, honey. I it's actually, I didn't do ope. I was like in a hurry to get somewhere and I kind of I might have cut off a kid and his grandma just a little too close and I kind of gave him the look and she goes excuse you and I turned around and I said oh I'm sorry I probably said oh I'm sorry I'm sorry and she goes well that was kind of rude and I just looked at her and I said I'm so sorry you feel that way, ma'am. And I just kept walking. Like, yeah. what are you going to say? It's right. not like I'm you know purposely what? trying to cut you off. She just had a shrimp avocado that she paid $14 for, and she's she a little bit sour. She was in the rain, and she was sour because she didn't have a good poncho. I know. There's a lot of good poncho game here with all the media companies. Oh, so much poncho game. Media companies, radio stations, and sports teams. Can I tell you Ponchos. the other fashion thing that is totally on trend this year? Fanny pack. Oh, yes. So the fanny pack is for real. And the very first day I posted a picture of my sling pack, and I was on its side, and everyone's like, fanny pack. I'm like, no, I'm not that cool, you guys. Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live has a fanny pack that she got at the soda clothing booth up by Giggles. Yes. And it's $26, and it's real cute, friends. They had them at Fox 9. They were giving them away. I mean, it's like, you know. It's just, the trend. I just thought it makes so much, especially for a food human, my arms are free. I can do all my picture taking and everything else and not even worry about my stuff. I'm just, I'm not there yet. That I might rap- not be cool enough for a fanny pack. You're not. Which is something I thought I would never say. <laughs> we can move towards it. But you, you know, as long as you're saying, oh, you'll be oh. fine. Oh. oh, and with that, we're going to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, we got to be done. Day number man. four at Podcast on the Stick at the Minnesota State Fair. Have your best day ever.